Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to another episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but before we get to them, we got something a little special for you this week, uh, courtesy of our friends over at SAGME. Uh, instead of hearing this voice for another minute, longer than you really need to hear it today, uh, why don't we do this? Sagni is thrilled to be hosting the all-new Promotions East. New dates, new location, and new experience. Join us October 17th through the 19th at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, where we will meet, stay, and play all in one place. Registration is now open for distributors. Visit promotionseast.com forward slash attend and use promo code PC2022 to claim your free registration. Check out promotionseast.com for all the details and follow Sagni on social media. In all seriousness, come on, how much better is that than me reading an ad? Oh, 100, 100 times. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's okay. Thank you, Sagney, and uh, thank you, Promotions East. Honestly, I'm pumped. Like, the more stuff that comes out about Promotions East building up to the, that October date, uh, just get more and more excited. So uh, super excited for that. Uh, Meg, you've got a little bit of a, like a smorgasbord, a spread there in front of you. What's, what's that all about? What's happening today? For, well, how are you, first of all? Well, first of all, I am amazing. We are pre-recording this episode, so I'm on vacation, and it is 9 o'clock in the morning, so I am about to have, start my vacation off right, or maybe end my vacation off right, but yeah. We, well, you can't I, drink all day unless you start in the morning. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm glad that you did mention it's pre-recorded, so that, you know. Yeah, for that matter. Off, okay. <laughs> I know. Why are you drinking Steve on a work day? I'm not. <laughs> Steve McFadden, how are you doing? Doing awesome. I, when we first joined, I thought Meg had four glasses of milk in front of her. Um, so I wasn't sure what we were doing. Um, but no, I'm excited. This is a good way to start the, the day. So the, the frosted glasses are looking a little milkish, you know, but it's all good. They're empty. She, yeah. she read about oh, it in a book and online about how to do this. So I'm sure we're going to get an education from Meg here real soon. Oh, it's it's going to be a blast. Let me tell you. Well, we're joined today by a very special guest, a returning guest to the show, Cliff Quicksell. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing delightful, but my friends, thank you very much. Thank you for asking me to be on. Appreciate it. Yeah, super excited. So today's going to be a really fun episode. We're, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a beer tasting uh, in light of today's topic. Um, so we wanted to bring Cliff on. Cliff, you're the, the current president at CPPA, the Chesapeake Promotional Products Association. And uh, CPPA actually has a, uh, an event coming up uh, actually tomorrow from the time this episode is posted. 
Um, but really excited about that. It's called Pints and Promos. And it's something that CPPA has now done every year annually for you know the last couple of years. And uh, it's something a few other regionals are doing as well. Uh, they call it something different, each of us. But um, it's just a really fun networking event uh, with some education as well. So just wanted to bring you on, Cliff, to talk about the event and your experiences with some of the uh, special events that CPPA and other regionals have done that you've been a part of. And uh, as a part of that, and, you know, in, um, uh, in celebration of the Pints and Promos event, we, uh, we all picked a beer. And uh, have, everybody has gone to pick those beers up. And uh, we're going to do a bit of a tasting today. But Sounds first, good. We how how did, by the way, how, go ahead. <laughs> no, so by the way, we don't know anything about Cliff. Like, how did you? Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. I have, look, it's nine o'clock, as you mentioned. I'm on about three and a half hours of sleep coming in from a flight late last night that was delayed uh, and an early morning, thanks to Mr. Quicksell. <laughs> now, so, Cliff, it is customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself. See, I just figured you didn't need an introduction. You know, it was just, uh, you know, it was it was planned. Wrong, uh, sir. But no, for anybody that's been under a rock, Cliff, why don't you uh, give people uh, a quick rundown of your uh, your career in the promotional products industry, maybe how you got started and what you've been up to since? Uh, wow. Uh, it's I'm, I've been in the industry nearly 40 years now, so that's... Uh, Take a little bit longer than four minutes, but a quick overview. I've been in, on the distributor side for many years. Then I uh, went over to the supplier side, uh, left the supplier side. Now I'm strictly in the consulting and speaking realm. And I write I write for Promo Corner. love writing for them. They're great. Uh, you know, I've been I've spoken internationally probably in about seven different countries. Um, love it. Love sharing. Um, now I do. I have consulting work and with a couple of supplier companies and a couple of distributor companies and looking to expand that. So uh, I'm getting ready to launch a new company, hopefully in about three months. It's on the radar, which I'm pretty excited about. So um, we'll see how, we'll see how it all goes, but I love the industry. It's been, uh, you know how we, I think we can all attest that once you get into this business, it's like a vortex. You know, you, you sometimes you try to navigate out. It just kind of sucks you right back in. And, um, so I've been, you know, it's been it's been a nice ride. It's been a phenomenal ride, and I think the the, the best part of it all, and it kind of segues into the uh, the whole regional association thing, is you just meet so many wonderful people along the way. Like I've had the pleasure of knowing the three of you, and uh, you know, it's just the camaraderie, the connection, you know, the and I think the the really cool thing is the ability to know that you can reach out to somebody and say, hey, look, I need your help. And this is a very giving industry as a whole. And so that's, uh, I think that's the, that that re- that whole relationship side is I think the thing that really keeps people sucked in. You don't wanna, you don't wanna lose those connections. So, so thanks again for having me, it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely, super excited to have you on. Uh, all right, well, uh, Stephen, you were gonna ask a question. Uh, yeah, I I, I'm just curious, you know, for those that don't know Pints and Promos, like how did that start and what what is the objective of that within the regional? Um, and how did you, have you guys done it before or is this the first time? Like what's... No, so we've done it uh, annually for a couple of years, uh, but it came up at, uh, at LDW. So at LDW, which is Leadership Development Workshop that PPAI puts on each year, uh, I think it was my first LDW maybe uh, that I attended. Uh, one of the other regionals, they were, well, they, they had a special session 
Uh, it was, I think it was called like Ignite or something like that, where each uh, they had sort of a round table or not a round table, a, um, a revolving presentation where somebody from different regionals would come up and talk about an event that they did or something successful that they had done. And one of the things was, you know, some type of like brewery and promo event. Um, and so we kind of took that and ran with it. Uh, and the first one was pretty successful and uh, had a, a nice turnout for a, a small networking event and uh, just continued to do it each year. And it's always been uh, one of the highlights, in my opinion, of the CPPA uh, networking groups or networking events, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, you get to work because local breweries are popping up everywhere. Um, I guarantee you, wherever you're at, there's some type of small local brewery that would love to you know host an event. It may be you know a free space, uh, and the, that's the really nice thing too is that a lot of the smaller guys are only open you know maybe Thursday through Sunday. Uh, so if you do an event on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, it's not during normal business hours. Uh, and they're typically brewing during those days. So it makes for a really cool time to be able to go in there uh, when, you know, yes, there are people there. It's staffed. Uh, they're Like I said, they're brewing. Um, so it's a great opportunity for you to get in there and sort of see what happens behind the scenes. You get to do a tour of the brewery uh, and you get some drinks along the way and, and some education from uh, different promotional product suppliers that have chosen to sign up to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's a great event myself. And, you know, the other thing, like in our area, like where Jeff and I are, we live, is there's a lot of distilleries that are opening up as well as, you know, wineries. So the, the venue opportunity is tremendous. Uh, right up the road, 10 minutes from me, it's a little out of the reach for our regional, but right up the road from us, we have a beautiful place that sits up on the side of a mountain. It's a distillery, a winery, and a brewery all in one. Wow. And it overlooks the uh, Frederick Valley, and it's it's gorgeous. Uh, matter yeah. of fact, I, I stumbled into I was sitting there by myself one day, listening <laughs> to some music, doing some work on a Sunday, and all of a sudden, who taps me on the shoulder? But Jeff, and he's there with his family, so it uh, it's really nice. So it was Father's fun. Day, but yeah, it was Father's Day. I was by myself yeah. about that. So. Yeah. Wow. But I had to come over and wish you a happy Father's Day. You did. You gave me oh. a, one of those proverbial. <laughs> son father hugs like it'll be okay well, <laughs> your son your son's kind of doing important things right now isn't he like look i mean it's not like he's home right no that's true and my and my daughter was in <laughs> my daughter was in australia she works for lockheed martin and she was in australia so yeah it's um but uh I'm, but i'm okay i i, yeah. I got it i got like i said i got the proverbial hug from jeff so i'm, I'm in good shape that, that makes up for it but and for, for those of you who don't know uh cliff's son is in the navy so he is uh he's out, out to sea right now but um so thank you for your sacrifices and, and your son his service so we provide thank you so much that. for that it means a lot yeah. thank you yeah. um so, so yes yeah, so these beers right i think we should well do we want to talk about wait why you guys decided to do this i don't know if you hit that jeff but cliff why did you guys decide to do this pints and, and promos? Because, I mean, we're, we're a family industry, right? How does this fit in to our industry? People, I think people just, you know, love connecting. And I, th I think you topple that with or you top that off with what's gone on for the last two years. People just being so you know, relegated to being at home and in the office and doing calls like this. And while this is a blessing to be able to connect with people, you know, 
the human the human spirit is about connectivity and shaking somebody's hand and give somebody a hug and you know looking them in the eye and seeing them smile and things like that and i just think that that you know i mean just looking at you know the last few shows i've been to speaking just the the how the excitement on people's faces about being out and about is it's been great so i think for us it was you know we don't use the events uh, as a revenue generator, you know, our goal is to use these events to really build connectivity uh, between the supplier base as well as the uh, the distributors, the multi-line reps, the factory reps, just and just create that connectivity. And uh, to Jeff's point, the people that have been to these events, they absolutely love them. Some of them might be a little tentative to go. Oh, should I go? Is it going to make sense to go? And then once they're there, it's 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 amazing. It's like a hook. They're they're the first ones to sign up when we do the next one. So, oh, and it's good. not it's not the only thing that we do. You know, we we do baseball games. I think the last baseball game we went to, we had what was it, over 110 people right there, Jeff. Yep. It was it was crazy. Wow. So yeah. it was it was good. Yeah, we get we get some decent turnout of some of these events. It's actually a lot of fun, um, you know, but to, to your point, you know, some of these events that we get the best turnout for aren't necessarily revenue generating. They're actually, you know, sometimes subsidized by the regional association. And so, you know, when you're really looking to get value out of that uh, regional membership, I, I think attending a subsidized event is kind of one of those ways to get some value out of it because, you know, you're paying less than the retail value of something. So. Um, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, and you know, the regional, you know, they're just trying to put it together. They would love to subsidize, you know, a hundred or 200 tickets, uh, you know, cause the more that they're subsidizing just means the more successful the event is. So, um, why don't we talk about the beers that we've got in front of us, uh, that we've all selected. I just have a really yeah, good ahead. question for you. So when you go to a brewery, how many do, and do beer, is like a beer tasting or does everyone just drink beer? And the second question to that is how many beers do they have there? Because I don't have any breweries behind me. I have a lot of wineries, but not a lot of breweries. So is that something that you guys have well, set Jeff, up? Like do you do a flight or? Yeah, Jeff does a, a 30 point flight. Oh. <laughs> I, go, I go hard. It's not a joke. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know how the points work, but he's winning. <laughs> yeah. No, so every uh, every brewery is different as far as what beers they're going to have. Um, unfortunately, you don't really have any input on, you know, what they get to have on tap when you're, when you're there at the venue. But, um, you know, typically if you're choosing a brewery, you're going to get a, a large variety of beer for the most part. You know, they're going to have probably a Pilsner, a Lager, uh, IPAs, New England IPAs. Um, depending on the time of the year, it might be a porter or a stout. So it just depends on when you're when you're going, when you're setting them up, and what they're brewing. Uh, okay. But there's usually a pretty nice variety. Um, and as far as how they set things up, um, we we've always done it as you know the attendees get you know two drink tickets, and you mm -hmm. get to select the beer that you want to do. Um, the flights are, are probably uh, a good idea. I don't know if there's a way to work that in, but um, essentially we wanted to do the beer tasting because this is like the only real way that we can kind of explore an option sort of similar to what we would experience if we went to a brewery. Um, so, and then, like I said, we all selected one beer and, uh, and that's what you've got in front of us here is four beers. Now it was a little bit difficult because, you know, we are from different parts of the world, uh, or at least the country, different States. So, uh, trying to select beers that everybody would be able to find was a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, 
challenge. Thing. Well, challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we ended up with a Thai beer in front of us. Uh, You're welcome. Mr. I got you. Mr. It arrived um, bubble wrapped on my doorstep yesterday afternoon. I was like, hey, don't yeah. get me in trouble with the shippers, okay? I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a bubble wrap job quite as good as that, though. So you, kudos to you. It was it was Thank skills you. that I lack. Skills yes. that I lack. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, – Stephen, why don't you tell us about your beer then? Since yeah, so um, – so just like you said, we're going to have quite the variety today. I was, we were looking at it and we have Thailand, Canada, Jamaica, and then U.S. So the one I, I chose is called Chang or Chang. Um, it actually means elephant in Thailand. And so the first time I had this was seven plus years ago in Thailand. And so that's why I chose this beer. So, hey, look at this guy right here. This would be a perfect promotional product for this type of event, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. It would be. Thanks, Promo Corner. So, yeah, it's nothing like the beer isn't anything crazy special, but cheers. It's got more sentimental, I guess, to me since this was when we did our family trip to Thailand. So, it smells cheers. really good. It doesn't smell too bitter. Mm -mm. So, hmm. it smells like a smells like a Thai beer. How do Thai beer smell? Like it, this? It smells like, like um, <laughs> yeah. That's I still good. I have my toothpaste. The toothpaste taste is still in my mouth. But I just remember it being pretty smooth Hold and on. nothing that crazy and a good solid beer. So yeah, I feel ever... like all all Asian beers kind of taste the same mm. to some degree. That's really good. There's a there's a beer from Czechoslovakia called uh, Pilsner Urquell. Mm -hmm. This tastes a lot like that. This oh, is good. Cool. Really, it has good. like a like a spritzy taste at the end, like a premiere, like you know, like a Corona premiere, kind of seltzery at the end. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's a very expensive taste. Mm. Mm. Yes. yes. All right. Okay. So there you go. So this is my cool. contribution. That's Chang Lager from Thailand. Very yes. cool. Very cool. Meg. Why don't we go with your uh, moose right. Canadian so, Canadian beer. <laughs> I know, right? So a little backstory on this. So when we first decided to do this, this is not my original beer that I chose. I chose another crappy yep. beer called Yeah, Lion. why don't you tell them about the crappy beer that I just bought a case <laughs> of, thanks to you. So when I was younger, like post-Navy days, but, you know, still not – I don't know. We would buy a case of this stuff for like eight bucks and you pull off the lid and there would be like a hieroglyphics on it. So you forget about how bad the beer tastes and you drink it so you can kind of figure out the hieroglyphics and then go to the next one. So it was a lot of fun. And I thought that would be so much fun for this. We can do it. But um, so Jeff went out and got his and I, I couldn't I went to four different places and could not find it anywhere. Everyone was like, it's been discontinued. So I have no idea how old that beer is that you <laughs> Yeah, well, Meg, Meg got a good little chuckle uh, out of out of uh, me finding that beer because as soon as I found it, I'm like, well, they only sell it by the case. I'm like, I'm not buying an entire freaking case of this crap for a little three ounce pour on Friday. And, uh, and then I was like, eh, never never mind. I went and hid and bought it. I'm like, it was cheap enough. <laughs> a whole so case I was like $13. And it's bottled. So it's not like, you know, can't right. sell a keystone where you're, you know, yeah. nothing against keystone. So 
I chose Moosehead because I saw this beer in every beer store, but I have been looking at a house on Moosehead Lake. So I thought this is the beer. And so I don't know how it tastes, <laughs> but it wasn't tastes like a lager. Okay. Tastes like a lager. Uh, maybe more to my liking than the, than the Chang, but they're both lagers. Yeah. They're both good. They, they taste very similar, actually. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cliff, do you remember uh, Qingdao beer? My head still remembers it, being in China. <laughs> That's what I meant by like the the Chang. Like it, it all it all seems like uh, like Vietnamese beer, um, that, that Thai beer, uh, Qingdao. Like it all kind of has that a similar taste, in my opinion. Oh my god, I remember good. I remember thirteen of us going out, and there was those quart bottles and our partner at the time, I used to, I used to be the CEO of headwear USA. And, uh, we went to China and this guy loved Qingdao beer. Oh my God. And I think afterwards I looked over and there was like 52 quart bottles sitting on the empty quart bottles. And there was like 13 of us. And like, every time you turned around, he's like, come by, come by, come by. And everybody I was like, Oh, okay, you know, I'm going to have – I don't. if that says enough, that's the word I want to use because I, I can't have any more. I'll do it. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's actually – it's really funny because when you uh, – you know, that the, the word that you just used, come by, is, it basically means bottoms up. And so they give you a, a, a solid pour of this thing. It's not like, you know, an ounce, two ounces. It's – what would you say, Cliff? At least four to six ounces, right? Probably eight ounces even. Oh yeah, it's at least like a four to six. Yeah, and it's just nonstop. Yeah, it's literally nonstop. It's like you know, bless your mama, come by, bless your. I mean, it's like literally just one after the other the whole time. There's no wonder. Like, and they bring these, like they're literally frozen. The boxes are like frosty because of how like frozen these beers are when they bring Ooh. them out, which is really That's the saving nice. grace. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a, a nice ice cold beer is the best. But I anyhow. think the funny, the funny, the funniest story about the China thing is we're all sitting around and, like I said, thirteen of us, so all the partners and whatnot, and they bring out this big fish, and uh, my partner at the time, TB, he says, "Oh my God, we've got a problem." I said, "What's that?" He says, "We have thirteen people and two fish eyes." I go, "No, you don't have a problem. You got twelve people and two fish eyes. <laughs> Maybe you still have a problem, but you can eliminate me from that equation." <laughs> and everybody's fighting for the eyeball. I was like, I'm out. Did, was did you eat the uh, did you eat the cow tongue? No. Yeah, I, I did, but I, no. I've eaten I've I've no. eaten cow tongue before and it's not shaped like that. That was not cow tongue. I mean, I remember going to no, the the fish market in Nan, fish market in Nanjing and I, I, there was a it was huge it was like the whole bottom floor was just aquariums and you would pick your fish out and i look at one and the guy's smoking over top of the tank and there's a fish with like one fin over here and and one eye on this side swimming in a circle and i was like no nah, i got to like, order that one to put it out of its misery <laughs> yeah you felt like just paying for it and saying just get rid of it it was, it was crazy but uh, uh, there's so many good jokes that could come out of that. <laughs> I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> See, this is what happens right, when you start well, drinking. <laughs> in Where are we going next? Sticking, in spirit of sticking with the loggers, uh, Cliff, tell us about your choice here. Okay, so uh, this is my my favorite red stripe, and uh, 
my my story behind this is um, I went on a cruise with my wife and we wound up in uh, Barbados and um, I just I just love the taste of it myself. But what was interesting, I I said to uh, I was I was talking to a police officer. He goes, you know, all the people here that, um, you know, all the all the bad guys that around here, they they yell red stripe and everybody thinks that they're asking for a beer. But on, look on the side of my pants. We have blue pants, but we have a red stripe that runs down the side. So it kind of lets people know, hey, the, the, the popo's around, right? It was it was pretty funny. So it's a lot like back in the in the days in, in Europe when the carnies would talk in what they called Cockney. It was like a special language so that yep. they could um, they could communicate around the police. But I just thought it was funny. I mean, that's the, the story I have. But Red Strike is phenomenal, especially when it's cold. So salute. Salute. Come by. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had my fair share of Red Stripes on cruises uh, down in like the Caribbean or in Jamaica. It's They're solid. Yeah, I've never been on a cruise, Bill and Josh. Yeah, maybe, I have, maybe uh, you should enter their competition for locations. You should enter their competition for the chance to win. A <sighs> well, you see, I, I I have the shirt. Uh, I thought it was beside me, but it's not. But I have the shirt. Better get on um, it. Better get those posts well, going. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you're lucky that I'm I'm standing right now. Cliff knows a little story about something that happened in two weeks. Well, actually, you guys all know about. We you know. know. So I was I was bedridden for a little while, guys. I couldn't necessarily take a picture. It wouldn't have been a very sexy picture to take in that shirt. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've never been on a cruise, but I have had my fair share of Ridge Stripe as well. It's a, a good logger. That's okay. Well, you know what? There's, a, there's an open invitation February 17th through the 1st of March, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. We go every year for two weeks. So open invitation. I mean, do saying. I hear industry insider uh, road trip? Yeah, I mean, we can do we can a, I can I can sort it out. We can broadcast live. It'll be my tenth time down there. I know a lot of people. That would Lori, be cool. hey, I can bring somebody that speaks the language. <laughs> I know you somebody. Know? I can bring my Google Translator app. So we're <laughs> we're solid. There I'll you bring go. The muscle. <laughs> so, uh, Lori and Joel, do you think we can uh, expense this and, and write it off? What do you, what do you think? I, I think we could probably do that, right? Yeah, I think sure. so. All right. <laughs> All, All right. right. What do you, you got for us? What is this? So I, I brought, uh, so this whole conversation started, by the way, because we were talking about like the different Mexican beers that we drink. Like I think, Stephen, you were talking about Dos Equis. Meg, I think you were talking about like Corona or something. And I was like, no, like those were both terrible compared to Pacifico. And here I am, we're choosing beers, and I'm trying to find something that everybody can just pick up easily. My favorite kind of beer is a New England-style IPA. It's uh, dry hopped, and uh, so it's not as bitter or uh, hoppy, so to speak, as like a traditional West Coast IPA. Uh, but I picked Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing instead of picking Pacifico. So that's where that story comes from. Mm -hmm. Are we going to like this? Have you not had this before, Stephen? No. Well, as you read on the can, this is a North Carolina brew. It's actually yep. a California. California. North Carolina brew. Hey, you know, we're, there, our industry is all about branding, right? And they if do. you read this can, I love it. At the top, it says family owned, operated, and argued over. I thought, yeah. how cool. That's that awesome. little tagline right here. Yeah. It's very good. cool. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Meg. <laughs> what, you don't like a hazy beer? Come on now. Can somebody get me a cracker? <laughs> Meg's got some pretzels up there so, that you can so I can wash this down. <laughs> VJ tried it last night and he was like, get it out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't yeah. dislike it as much as I thought I would. If I'm yeah. being honest. You want me to save this for you? Bring, bring it back when I see you next. Oh, I had I to buy a 12 pack, pack by, flat the or skunk by then, but no. Huh? <laughs> I had to buy a 12 pack for these. <laughs> so it's I honestly, guess. it's a, it's a good beer. This is, this is a it's hazy IPA. This isn't a full on new England style IPA. Uh, but any any hazy is is going to have some dry hop to it. But this is the closest thing I could find that everybody would be able to get to. So, it's cheers. It has Meg, like layers. Meg's yeah. reacting like yeah. I did the first time I ate Brussels sprouts. I say, <laughs> you don't like Brussels sprouts? I just can't get it. Can't get not in their true traditional beer. form. <laughs> that is like the the best vegetable there is. Okay. I like Obviously, it. you've not had my asparagus. <laughs> Roasted Brussels sprouts are legit the best. I make them with like a sweet chili Thai sauce on them. Like, anyway, there's several layers to this taste. Like the first layer is like, the last layer is <laughs> is very citrusy. Yeah. I like that part. I like we've that. Got part. our resident sommelier here to. <laughs> I was like. You know, well, she air. does have the pretzels in the water to, to palate cleanse and wine glasses. Tastings, so. I mean, but they are promoted wine glasses, y'all. See, it says CIL City, which is where I am. So I thought it'd be perfect. Mm. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna desensitize my mouth with this Purell. <laughs> hey, but I will tie this I in a little bow for us. It did get us talking. Yeah. Right, and telling stories. We don't stories. do that at all. And that's we don't we don't talk yet. So. Um, <laughs> no, no, but I have and to. And that's imagine. the magic behind doing a pints and promos. There you get you some some promotional product education. You know, if if the regional is doing that component of it, uh, for us it it kind of helps cover the cost because uh, the suppliers get charged a little bit extra to do the presentation, um, and then distributors do pay a nominal fee, but which you know covers the cost of admission plus the two drink tickets. Um, but look, you get some promotional product education from your local suppliers, which is always great. And then, you know, like you said, Stephen, it gets conversation flowing and you start learning about Gumbai and, you know, all kinds of different, uh, whatever, you know, you really get to learn and, and, uh, you know, know who people really are. Yeah. You know, if I, if, if you don't mind me throwing something in, I just made a note here, you know, I encourage people or, or associations, regionals that are going to do this type of thing to kind of start thinking, you know, Jeff, you and I had a pretty lengthy conversation this morning about thinking outside the box, you know, and like, for instance, how do you take the doing a lot of prepper? How do you take the four beers that they're going to present at the brewery? And how do you let the suppliers know that? And how do you maybe take this, this hoppy beer here? And how do you tie it into a product or something like that? So that there's some recognition to the product what they're tasting so that that the memory kind of like if all of a sudden i'm walking through the the liquor store and i see that label i go oh i remember that uh Tal specialties um they, they 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 did something along that line about the dry or whatever how do you make that connection so i think making connections with the product and how is really a a, a good plus and i think that's what kind of takes it to the next level as opposed to we're all just going to be sipping beer and listen to somebody do a talk 
And um, so, you know, again, I encourage people to, to um, probably to a fault, but I encourage people to stretch their imaginations when it comes to things like that. I agree with sure. you, I'm always talking about that. And, you know, Charity and I just did this um, social media campaign for Promotions East, actually. And when we were talking about putting the logos on the products that we were going to be sending out to our champions and influencers, we didn't want to just put the Promotions East logo on something because how many times are our influencers going to wear that after this campaign is done? That shortens the shelf, the shelf life too, but we want to tell, show a message. So thinking outside the box and getting people to, to wear it, to use it, whatever, to get that, that return on the emotion. There was something else I, I heard recently. It was like a new return on something. And I, I can't remember what it is, but I'll probably, do you know, Steven, it's like you're about to say it. I have no idea. Okay, never mind. But um, yeah, you got to think outside the box and do things differently. And this is so much fun. And there are ways to tie in promo, tons of ways. Like you said, this is the dry hoppy beer and you bring in a towel and the towel sponsor has their logo, something like messaging on it. And that's going to be an easy way to tie it back later on and that, keep that memory going and keep that that, that it factor. So yeah. Like turn on their imagination. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it is, I mean, our industry is about connecting, you know, it's about you know, a purpose and connecting and making sure that things are relatable, recognition, brand recognition. How do you tie those things together? You know, that's why I'm, I'm such a big, a big fan of, you know, doing things or more on the, uh, you know, if somebody called me up and said, hey, I, I need a product to give away at a trade show, you go call Knickknack Mac. I can't really help you with that. But if you want to understand how you can drive traffic to a show using promotional merchandise in a creative way, I think that, that that's I think that really is the biggest missing component in this industry for so many people, yeah. uh, because because otherwise you're with the 97 percenters just competing on price. And uh, and I think if you trans if you move that over to what uh, regionals can do, I mean, I, I love if, if I can just take a couple, a couple seconds here. I had a friend of mine in the national speakers association his name is uh brian walters he came out one day and he said you know i'm going to come up with a presidential edict this year it's called it's a it's an acronym wislitzy and it stands for if you want something leverage the community and if you think about the promotional marketing community that we have the minds the stellar minds that are out there with creativity and innovation and then you combine that with product and copy and packaging and graphics i mean there is no reason why you should be looking at a stale glass just as a glass anymore and how do you elevate that and i think if more people started looking at them almost from an agency mindset level that that people would see their profits enhanced they would see just, I mean, more loyalty with their customers because if it's when you get there, and again, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but if you, if it's just a glass or if it's just a, a t-shirt at the end of the day, anybody can do it. And then it's, then it's relegated to who's the cheapest. So, Hey, I, I have a 60 second testimonial about that cliff. So we, we were pitching for a, a new customer and they asked us, they were interviewing us as well as some other folks. I don't know who they were. And said they're like what's your ideal customer and i was like well i said honestly probably just someone that lets us do our job <laughs> and they were like can you elaborate a little bit about that i'm like yeah. i said yeah i said i feel like we have more creative ideas than we have creative customers and i said i really wish that we would ha get more customers that would allow us to be as creative as we can 
And that was it. We got the customer and they were like, be creative. They're like, we don't know what we're doing. And, but it just changes that mindset, right? Of, you know, we have the ideas and lots of people do, but sometimes you got to force it on your customer, right? right? So it's, yeah. Yeah. You got to stretch them a little bit outside their comfort zone and show them why. Right. So. Hey, if you, Stephen, to, to yeah. that point, I tell you a really quick story. Paul Kiwi, very dear friend of mine, he's the executive director at uh, MIPA. Huh. We were talking uh, one day about, he and I just brainstormed a lot on creative. And he said, I was at this company that he used to sell to was Krylon Paints. And they mm -hmm. came out with this new paint that when you sprayed it on, it dried in 10 minutes so that you could put the next coat on. He says, while I'm in there, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this, so Paul, if I butchered it, I apologize, but the essence of it was amazing. So he said he goes in, and while he's there, one of his competitors came in and talked to the marketing guy that he was working with. And he says, do you mind giving me a couple seconds to talk to this other salespeople? Paul said, no. The guy's trying to sell him coffee mugs. And then the guy comes back to Paul and he goes, I can't believe this guy. I don't need coffee mugs. What the, why the heck is he in here trying to sell me coffee mugs? And he goes, yeah, I don't know. So Paul says, on my way back, I had a two-hour drive. I went, I've got an idea. So he designs this on pack that with this theme that said, try our, he says, try our paints because you spray it on. And by the time you can drink a cup of coffee, you can now spray on the next coat. He said the guy bought 10,000 coffee mugs from him. I thought that was absolutely magic. He goes, he didn't want coffee mugs. But he wanted a solution to sell his paint, mm. and and that is that is in that was such a magical, I mean, really a magical case history, about how some people go in to sell the stuff, and then some people go in to sell the creative idea. Yeah. Same thing. So Love I, it. I, that was amazing. That's awesome. Creative idea. <laughs> I love it. You know where else right. you can find creative ideas? What's that? Promotion, <laughs> was promotions waiting. East? I was waiting promotion, for Jeff to... East? Is it, yeah. Is it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Come All right. see the experience. I mean, I'm sure you're definitely going to see some pretty kick-ass uh, products there and some kick-ass suppliers for sure, you know? So mm -hmm. take it away. Sagney is thrilled to be hosting the all-new Promotions East. New dates, new location, and new experience. Join us October 17th through the 19th at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, where we will meet, stay, and play all in one place. Registration is now open for distributors. Visit promotionseast.com forward slash attend and use promo code PC2022 to claim your free registration. Check out promotionseast.com for all the details and follow Sagney on social media. Amazing, amazing. Super excited about Promotions East again. And uh, Meg, oh. not sure what you were doing there, but uh, are you throwing done. my hazy little thing in no. the sink? Is that what you're doing? I was That's not, what I you're doing. Not That's what you're doing. When Meg held, when Meg held, when Meg held up that uh, those four flights like that, she looked like the St. Pauli girl on the side of the bottle. Exactly. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, Cliff, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Really appreciate you. And uh, again, it, it, check out what else your regional associations are doing. It's not just trade shows and it's not just membership. It's not just virtual webinars. There are a lot of other cool in-person networking events that you're just not taking advantage of. And I'm telling you, it's the best part of your regional association. So be sure to check them out. Uh, and Cliff, thanks again for joining us and uh, spreading some, uh, some, some good mind share, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. You all have a great one. Yep. Until next time, guys. Take care. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.